Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am oh so excited to join you guys with this great panel. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Do we have a franchise quarterback that's been sitting waiting in the wings for the last few years? Jets capture a victory against the Chicago Bears this past week. We're going to get into it. I've got Green Bean to my this way. I've got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Matt, how you doing tonight? Good. It's a victory Tuesday, which is always fun. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have a blast talking Mike White and the New York Jets and going on the road to upset the Vikings this week. I love it. Green Bean, how you feeling tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm, Matt said it, man. We're going to go upset the Vikings. We're going to play in our, we're, we're going to actually play in a dome. I'm, I can't wait to see what this team looks like in a dome. I think we're going to be fast, kick their ass. That's what I think. It's an exciting week. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Guys, if you're just hopping in, make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of this stream. And if you're watching this after the fact, all you got to do is leave a comment down below this video to get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Oh, so we did have Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving, Matt? You know how it was. I had a pretty good one. I had the family over here. We did the uh, the whole watch football, do the cooking, and, and then panic and clean at the very end. But it was good. Uh, good Thanksgiving. How about you? Yeah, same here. Good time with uh, close family and friends. Way too much food. Um, probably a couple too many drinks, but a good night was had by all. So it was a good day for me. Greenbean, what about you? How was your Thanksgiving? All right. So here, here's how it went. So we were going to do a thing. We're going to go somewhere. It was still going to be mellow. We were going to go. And the morning of, we get a call. I'm waking up and we get the call. The host has been vomiting aggressively all night. They have a terrible stomach bug. They just can't do it. Can you come over and grab the turkey and the five boxes of stovetop stuffing? So we went. My wife went and said, yeah, I guess, grabbed the turkey, grabbed the stuffing, and I slept quite literally. If the day is 15 hours, I slept 12 of them with no exaggeration. <laughs> I woke up, I carved the turkey half half alive, I ate a piece, I, ate, I had a mound of stovetop stuffing, and I went back to sleep, dude. It was the best. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I, stuffing is my personal favorite of like the, the Thanksgiving too. stuff. I would say the stuffing mashed potato like mix, like, like you kind of combine yeah. it all together and eat it that way. Matt, what about you? What's your right favorite on. Thanksgiving food? Uh, I'm either mashed potato or sweet potato. Big potato guy, this Irish mm. guy. Shocking, I know, but. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Green bean is stuffing your like thing. It, it it really is now, but the thing is, it's rarely stovetop. I want you to know that. Like we usually do a thing like a, like there's kind of like a sausage uh, mm -hmm. stuffing that we do. It's stuffed inside the asshole of the bird and the whole thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we do the whole thing. Like many years, we have a like we a, a few sauce. I mean, uh, stuffing recipes, and it's always like homemade. But I gotta be honest, nothing's quite like stovetop, man. I was excited, like, oh, it's gonna be stovetop. I haven't had that since I'm like, like, I don't know, teenager. So uh, I was just as happy, if not more happy, with the stovetop. But uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of my favorite thing. Like I'm with you. It's like the stuffing and potatoes, like mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. I like candied yams. Like that whole section of the table is my gig. But I do like a good green bean casserole i have to say i do cannibal cannibal <laughs> <laughs> i love you gotta it do it 
Ah, oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, let's pull up our first topic. Let's talk about the Jets' victory over the Chicago Bears, 31 to 10. Jets take care of business. Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts first. What'd you think of the game? Uh, well, here, here's what I honestly thought of the game. Um, I thought that everybody was going to say, this is a bad defense. There are lots of injuries. We're not playing Justin Fields. So I thought about all that stuff before I even watched it. And guess what? Like a sage, like a prophet, all those things came true, magically. And I was like, we're, we're so used to it by this time. Uh, I thought Mike White was going to – I mean, Salah said it the best way. I wouldn't have said it this way, but I'll use his words. I knew Mike White was going to make the easy things look easy. And with all of the talent on this team this year, I thought that if he does that, just get the six-yard pass to the tight end, get the five-yard pass to the to the running back flaring out, you know, hit uh, Garrett Wilson over the middle for 11 yards. I thought if he can do those things, those guys are good enough, much better than what we had last year as a collective. They're going to turn it into something. And even though it was the Bears, you could you could acknowledge that they're not they're not the Bills, right? But uh, we saw the, exactly that happen. Now Mike White got away with a couple, right? We know that. Um, but I think all in all, it it shows us that uh, we've been overcomplicating things for a little while, over like making mountains out of molehills. And uh, if we just run the offense nice and simple, like there's going to be a guy open. We've seen it time and time again. Mike White looks like a guy that can hit him. So this game he did, and we beat him 31 to 10. If it was 17 to 10, 14 to 10, maybe I don't feel as good. But we uh, the game settled down, and we owned it the whole second half, and I feel really good about what this team did, uh, in particular uh, Mike White. Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about our uh, our victory over the Bears? Yeah, I think Green Bean hit it on the head. The offense just looked so simple yet efficient and effective. And I think it was because Mike White came in and was doing all the right things. And I think you have to give him credit. Uh, yes, it wasn't against a great defense, but it doesn't matter. He was able to execute everything that was asked of him. There wasn't anything, you know, they didn't ask him to do any drastic, crazy, wild play, but he just took what the defense gave him. And I think that's what's so important. And you know, when you look at what Zach Wilson was doing the last two weeks, he was making things very hard on himself. Um, he was drifting backwards or, you know, the footwork wasn't there, but White was just getting it out quick, getting the ball in the receiver's hands and it was working. Yeah, it felt like he was hitting the easy stuff, like the, everything we expected Zach to be able to do. Mike White did. <laughs> It was really, I, I liked it. It was good to see like some competent offense. The first throw, what was it, to Garrett Wilson, the quick slant. I was like, ah, sweet. We, we, we caught a pass. We're rolling right now. We went, what, five for five, right, to start the game. Then he had the one slightly lower throw to to Wilson before he had the, the touchdown pass. I loved it. You know, I it's not anything crazy. The Bears are 30th in DVOA as far as defense goes. They're, you know, they're not horrible against the pass, but they were missing some players. They lost Eddie Jackson. Um so it's not yeah. like they were some dominant defense. And I don't think anyone's going to try and claim that. Um, but you go in there and you say, okay, can Mike White execute, win the game? And I'll be honest, the first quarter of the game, I was like, oh, man, defense is kind of coming out flat. Looks like they had a little too much gravy and uh, and stuffing, maybe some green bean casserole <laughs> just a few days earlier because they were sluggish. You saw Reed give up the, the touchdown. <laughs> Sauce had the big penalty on him. 
this was probably their quote unquote worst game as far as the season goes, which you know really wasn't that bad because after that, the last 44 minutes of the game was a shutout. So it was, it was nice to see that kind of kick back into gear. But I thought Mike White executed the offense perfectly. He spread the ball around to all his wide receivers and tight ends and running backs. He had 10 completions to different wide receivers, 10 different players caught the ball. Zach Wilson had nine completions total <laughs> the week prior. So it's nice to uh, yeah. to get some efficiency here. Uh, I really liked what we got out of him. I think uh, I think the Jets can win with this. I really do. Greenbean, you think the Jets can win with uh, Mike White moving forward? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, the only thing that concerns me is when you play a top-tier defense, their ability to capitalize on those plays like, you know, like, look, the Garrett Wilson touchdown, the Garrett Wilson early first down, there were guys, like, their hands were – right there around the ball. Now that's, look, it happens in football. We've seen it a thousand times ourselves. Like your finger just, ah, it just barely misses. But I think like, the, right? Like ooh, the sound uh, effect was great. Yeah, yeah, I'm working, I'm working hard over here. <laughs> I'm putting it out there for you guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think um, all that considered, I think that's what this offense is. Like, it, it wants to be predicated on the running game, on the utilization of the tight ends, kind of owning the line of scrimmage. It's been difficult with the rotating offensive line situation that we've been in, but they've done a good job. I think that they're trying to just do what we saw Mike White do. There's no reason to force something downfield. Look, there's one play that I want to point at, and I, and I hope it's the right play. I believe it was the 16-yard Ty Johnson pass, right, to the left side. Mm -hmm. Mike White, he, he kind of floats out of the pocket to the left a little bit, and there was someone bearing down on him, coming right in his face. He just stayed there and threw it at the last second right to Ty Johnson, absorbed the hit, and we got a 16-yard first down. That is, without question, a play where Zach turns and boogies. And that, I think, is the difference. Like, look, I support Zach Wilson. I still want to believe that this kid that we used the number two overall pick on is going to turn around and be something. But that's what we're looking for, and particularly Mike LaFleur. I think that's what he's looking for. Just get it to Ty Johnson. Just get it to Michael Carter. You're going to have a couple options. Look downfield. It's closed. Take the check down. Just take it, and we'll get eight yards and live to fight another play. And I think uh, if we can do that, absolutely we can win with that plan and good defense. No question in my mind. Yeah, you, you brought up that play, and I don't know if it was that one or if it was the Elijah Moore pass where he kind of like bounced off guys. But we, we talk about the talent that Zach Wilson has. He's got the arm talent. He's got the, the athleticism, the speed, where Mike White is kind of, you know, doesn't quite have all that, but he has some really good pocket awareness. And you see him kind of slide around the pocket. You're watching defenders kind of come over his shoulder. He steps up just a little bit to avoid that pressure. We watched Brady do it. Like a, for 20 years up in New England, it was, it, you know, he's not running around. He's just gliding in the pocket, just sliding around, letting guys use their leverage and their momentum against them. I really, really liked seeing that from Mike White. Matt, what do you think about Mike White? You think he uh, can win us some games moving forward? If he plays like he did on Sunday, absolutely. That's all you really need in this offense. You don't need a superhero right now. The Jets are built to run the ball well. 
which they did with a practice squad running back in Bam Knight. And I happen to like Bam Knight a lot. I think he has, you know, a future as a potential, you know, like RB3 behind Brees Hall and Michael Carter on this team. But, you know, the, the guy hasn't played all season long and he looked great. Ty Johnson, Green Bean's favorite player. Ty Johnson went off, had a big day. Yeah, how long have I been yelling his name, Matt, right? Come on. You've been one of his biggest supporters since I've met you, Green Bean. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But they don't need their quarterback to be uh, a superstar. They just need him to function, which is what Mike White did. Um, And again, some of these defenses coming up, really Buffalo is the only one that gives you a little bit of uh, a headache. So we'll see what happens there. If he plays like he did on Sunday, I don't know how you take him out. Greg, Gabe, Jersey, and Edward. I'm going to get to your Super Chats in just a second. Guys, I pinned a comment in the live chat to vote for our Jets in the Pro Bowl. If you're watching this and you want to help our guys, you want to get as many of our Jets into the Pro Bowl, even though there's not really a a game, it's going to be some skills competitions this year, head over, click on the link in the pinned comment in the live chat. Vote for all our Jets. Let's get them to the Pro Bowl. We deserve it. 100%. Um, all right, before we get into these super chats, I want to play a clip that I saw from Richard Sherman, uh, and then we'll come back on the other side, discuss it, and we'll fire off some of these super chats here. Mitchell, talk to Mitchell. me, talk to me about the Jets. They, they finally got their right man in there, and it's not the number two overall pick. Mitchell, imagine if he was the number two overall pick and he was playing like this. They'd be so they'd be they'd be saying everything they were, they were saying about Trevor Lawrence about him. Hey, like, this is what he came in to do. Like, that's what I hate about this league. I hate the pedigrees. I hate, oh, the scouts had this guy. He had all this talent. His ceiling is so high. It's shut up. Either they can play or they can't play. Like, shut up. I don't want to hear his ceiling. I don't want to hear potential. I don't want what did What happened when he got on the field? He played? Did he play well? Did he, did he live up to the expectations? He didn't? Then don't say anything else about him. I don't care about potential. Potential is the most overused, overrated thing I've ever heard. And that's all you hear with these quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks. Potential, potential, potential. I'm a production guy. Production, production, production. Mike White has production. I mean, he started four times. He's completed 70% of his passes, had 300 yards multiple times. He had three touchdowns and 300 yards multiple times. Like, he's a good quarterback. And if he just had the, the same moniker and pedigree that Zach Wilson had, Everybody would be over the moon about what he's doing because he's a great player. But he had to earn it from the the bottom. He had to grind it, grind it, grind it. He had to fight for an opportunity. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. And without that pedigree, you rarely get the opportunity. So people are like, well, Zach Wilson's still going to come back. Like, for what? When, When has he shown the kind of game that Mike White just played? So that was Richard Sherman talking about Jets quarterback, Mike White. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on his comments, thoughts on the quarterback situation overall. Uh, for me, he's he's spot on. The, the pedigree, like, if I told you, and we don't, there's six games left to see what Mike White has before we have to decide anything major, but if I told you you could trade the number two overall pick and a fifth round pick for your franchise quarterback, Matt, would you do it? Yes, Green Bean, would you trade the number two overall pick Absolutely. and a fifth round pick for your franchise quarterback? Oh, yeah, of course. That's of Mike course. White for you. I mean, <laughs> that's what happened. Right. Well, right? That's the well, way I'm looking at it. We turned down three first. We turned down three first for Zachy Poo. So shit, I know, yeah. I know. It's it's a bad way to look at it, but I'm trying to give myself a little I like solace it. here. 
like, he's spot on though. The, the pedigree, the the when you're drafted as an elite top tier talent coming out of college, you're going to get multiple opportunities. Josh Rosen was was hot dog shit, and he got multiple opportunities in the league. Um, so yeah, look, I hope Mike White can hold on to this thing because the minute he has a bad game, it's going to go back to Zach, and I don't want to see that happen. Matt, your thoughts on the Mike White, Zach Wilson, and uh, Sherman comments. Richard Sherman likes to hear himself talk, uh, but he, he does bring up a lot of good points there. Um, I, I think, and my stance on this has been pretty the same all week with, um, it's going to be Mike White's job until he proves otherwise. Um, until he regresses, has a bad game, maybe a couple games. I know they keep saying uh, that they want to put Zach Wilson back out there and that they're just trying to fix a few things. Then he'll, what was the line? Zach will roll when he's ready to roll or, or whatever. <laughs> Let's but ride. If, if, yeah. If white keeps putting up, you know, numbers like this, I don't, and they, they're winning games. I don't think they pull him. It's going to be dependent on what happens with white more than what happens with Zach in practice. Greenby, what about you? What are your thoughts on the Mike white, Zach Wilson slash Richard Sherman comments? Well, look, I think he, uh, like, look, I rarely agree with everything anyone says ever, right? There's like, you know, you, you take and you leave what it is, but I think overall, what he said was very accurate, man. We even do it. And who the, who the hell are we, you know, we go potential ceiling, you know, all the, all those kinds of things that, that we use. And, uh, I think it is kind of a shame when someone, uh, who is like a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick, they're not really given the same rope as somebody who was picked in the first round. Now you understand why they've invested more and, and I get it, but Richard Sherman being, I believe he was a fourth round pick, right? Wasn't he a fourth or was he a sixth? I, I, I think it was a fourth round pick. He kind of knows what that's all about. He was, you know, in many respects, he was overlooked. He was forgotten. And uh, he knows what it's like to to feel that and come in and and kind of own it and earn it, you know. So I think you know the my favorite line in there was like, "Well, you're talking about bringing Zach back. Like, why? Like, if if Mike White keeps playing, then why? What are we talking about? Now, the only issue with that is we can't let Zach go. And I'll I'll leave it to you. You know, both you and Matt Ryan are better than me, like at the numbers and stuff, really understanding the contractual stuff. But I believe like if we cut Zach, it's like we all, it's like 20 million cap hit. Like it's really insane. He's going to be here for a while, no matter how you slice it. So we do have somewhat of a conundrum, but I like what he said, man, production, whoever is playing, it's, it's like putting Mike White out there or Bryce Huff. The Bryce Huff's an undrafted free agent. Guess what? Every time you put him on the field, he played nine plays. Didn't it seem like Bryce Huff was doing shit all day? Nine plays <laughs> because he does something every single play. So it's like, why can't that guy get in when we have first round picks? And I, and I love Jermaine Johnson just as a conversational uh, subject like he's having a harder time getting playing time than maybe some other guys who were considered higher than him. And I, I think uh, Richard Sherman's spot on coming from that angle. Yeah. So looking at the, the contract for Zach Wilson, if we were to cut him at the end of the season or trade him, it would be a $20 million cap hit. I think that reflects a $2 million savings total on his contract. Um, Obviously, his cap hit next year, if he stays on the team, is $9 million. So there's not really any reason for you to kind of 
trade him and ac- accelerate that cap hit. You're going to wind up dealing with that. But what you could do is you could designate him a post June 1st trade, or you could, I guess you wouldn't designate him. You'd have to wait till training camp and you could wait till just before the season. There's like two weeks before the season. Now that we have three games, you're, t- you're talking like roughly within the first 10 days of August. Oh. And then you got three, three total games that you can showcase Zach because his, his floor right now is really through the bottom. It's like, no one's going to trade anything of value for Zach Wilson right now. And unless he's like, unless there's a lot of venom to the, uh, you know, locker room side of things, I I don't want to trade Zach. I think his upside is higher than the third or fourth round pick that you wind up, you know, getting for him. But I think when you look at a post June 1st move, you're talking about adding picks or players in like just before the season. We're going to have an idea what injuries we have. We're going to have an idea of what needs we have just go just before we go into the season. So if you're looking to move him, I don't know if in season is the time to do it, but I think just before uh, the season starts off might be your best chance to get something for Zach if you decide you're not going to uh, move forward with him or if you you think it's not good to have him. Uh, on the field. So interesting stuff. Matt, what do you think about the yeah. idea of possibly trading Zach Wilson at some point? Um, I would be surprised if they do that. I think he is going to be here next year, even if they bring in a veteran or even if, who knows, if Mike White plays really well down the stretch, maybe it's Mike White and Zach Wilson in a competition next summer. But I think you only trade him if like you decide that, okay, it's going to be Mike White, and then you get to the summer and there's an injury somewhere else and a team gets desperate and says, I'll take a swing on the upside of Zach Wilson. Um, I think that's really the only scenario in which they would trade for him. But that would be, you know, like right on the eve of the 2023 season. Yeah, and if you allow him to get traded, I think teams are going to want to see a full year from him next year. With, them, with him in their training camp too because now it allows them to watch a full year of Zach and then you get to exercise his fifth-year option or not exercise his fifth-year option. It gives them that flexibility. Uh, so there is some value there. But hopefully you know everything kind of turns around here a little bit and we don't have to move on from Zach. Um, but the whole quarterback situation is fascinating. I'm excited to get into it here. Uh, let's jump through some super chats. Edward Ziff says, Justin Jefferson versus Sauce Gardner will be epic. Justin Jefferson and Thielen, and Hawkinson, and Cooks. Like, it's a bloodbath for (laughs) Dalvin Cook. I mean, you're looking at a very, very talented uh, Vikings offense. So I'm definitely a little concerned. Like, I I trust our defense to be able to play with guys, but I don't think they're going to straight up put Jefferson on sauce. Like, I think they're going to try and utilize uh, some different formations, get Jefferson in the slot to go up against Michael Carter, uh, a little more frequently. So I, I hope we get to see a lot of the sauce versus Jefferson stuff, but I'm not so confident that the, uh, you know, the uh, Vikings are going to feel the same way. Uh, Jersey Abrams says, the three of you have a great dynamic. Keep doing it. The game was what it should have been. Smash the bottom feeders. Now go beat mini soda. Matt, your thoughts. Was the game exactly the way it should have gone? Yes. Um, they played a poor quarterback in Trevor Simeon and a really bad team and a really bad defense. And they took advantage. That's exactly how it should have gone. And yeah, ride that momentum. And there's no reason you can't compete and potentially win a game in Minnesota. I'm not going to say it's you know going to be easy. That's a really good nine and two football team, but there are ways to beat them. 
Greenbean, did you think the game went the way it was supposed to go uh, this past week? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, for about a quarter, no, I did not think that at all. I thought they were <laughs> sleepwalking. I was very, very nervous. I was, I was like, what's happening? Like, they did it again. They came out flat. Uh, I think uh, there might be some validity to the idea that, you know, they really worked on, uh, you know, preparing for Justin Fields. And then they get Trevor Simeon. I don't think Trevor Simeon's necessarily scaring anyone. At the same time, it's a very different game. You know, it's a very different game that that you're preparing for. And, and, uh, and then once you get in there. But I think the game settled down. You know, after a little, a few hiccups, some missed tackles, like, you know, they looked like they were, you know, look, the Bears were trying, man. They were there to to play. And I think, you know, they lost Darnell Mooney and Eddie Jackson and and, and all that. But I think the game just kind of slowly but surely settled down. And in the second half, I think we pitched a shutout in the second half. And it just, uh, you know, we, we owned them. I mean, we kind of showed like the cream rose to the top. 31 to 10 is exactly what I wanted to see. And yeah, I think it was the way that it should have gone. Yeah, you take care of the teams you should take care of. That's that's the big moral of that story, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg comes in and says, starting Zach Wilson would hurt a team with playoff hopes. Yeah, I don't want a guy learning on the job right now. That's kind of where I'm at. Matt, what would it take for you to start Zach Wilson again? Uh, Mike White throwing like five picks in the next two games, like like really melting <laughs> yeah. down, like a, like a two game losing streak, um, and looking like the quarterback he saw against Buffalo last year. Um, I think that's what it would have to take in order for them to go back to Zach Wilson. Greenbean, what about you? What do you think it takes to go back to Zach? Yeah, well, let me. I'm sorry. I meant to say this on the last one. I, I, I will concur. I like our dynamic as well. I think we should keep doing. It. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm, you guys I'm are all right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like you guys. Um, um, so what would it take? Yeah, I think Matt just nailed it. I mean, like, it, it, it would take Mike White imploding and looking like he did in the Buffalo game. Uh, now maybe they give him two of those, you know, or, you know, maybe okay. Well, he had a great game and a bad game. Let's see what, what he, you know, what he can do with the third game. Uh, but I think the the Vikings is a pretty good opportunity. They're not a world class defense. They're not the Bears, but they're you know what twenty fifth in passing or twenty fourth or something like that. And I think for, they're twenty wild. I think it's pretty far down. Yeah. So, and then for a while, at least the first four or five weeks of the season, they were the worst rushing defense. So there's another opportunity. Now our offense has to keep up with their offense and, you know, going against that defense. But if Mike White can build up that momentum, I I think it's going to be really hard to pull him, you know, especially because like you mentioned it briefly a second ago, Ryan, which is we don't know what the locker room effect really was. I mean, they seem crazy psyched about Mike White. We saw that last year too. And I'm not one to pile on. Like they're showing Zach Wilson sitting in the rain, like, hmm, like they wait till he's, you know, the one second he's got like the grimace on, you know what I mean? And they go, oh, look at this. This is not a good look. Like he's fucking sitting in the rain for four hours. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you going to do? You know, how happy he's supposed to be. So, you know, I don't know uh, how real one side or the other is, but we do know toward the end there, uh, Garrett Wilson, Denzel Mims, Berrios, and we know Elijah Moore, they weren't happy. 
They were frustrated. So is there more to that? Is Salah kind of managing all that? So I think you would have to weigh all those things uh, into account when making the switch. Mike White would have to completely implode, in my opinion, to uh, to uh, go back to Zach right now. Yeah, I agree with both you guys. I think a two-game losing streak where he looks awful is probably the only way you go back uh, after that kind of performance. The team is in his corner. Uh, Gabe comes in and says, Salah handled the quarterback controversy like a seasoned coach. The next man up mentality is working in a testament to the depth Joe Douglas built. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the way Salah has kind of handled this team overall between the Denzel Mims trade request, the Elijah Moore trade request, and now the the terrible play from Zach Wilson and the all the controversy and the comments that have been brought up between the postgame comments and, you know, the tweets and things like that that have sort of been... Uh, going around. I, I'm really impressed with how Sal is handling this. Matt, do you uh, are you impressed with how Sal is kind of handling it, or what could you kind of uh, give your thoughts on that? Yeah, honestly, like, you could put Robert Sala in Coach of the Year consideration. Um, I, I don't know if he wins it. I think Brian Dable and Nick Sirianni are favorites, but I think for what Sala has done for this team, not only the quarterback situation, that's part of it. I mean, he's won games with three different starting quarterbacks. That's pretty damn hard to do. But the defense going from 32 all the way up to a top five unit, that's also impressive um, because people wanted to rip him all last year about how bad the defense was um, and that he was a defensive you know, specialist and that this is on him and he should have been one and done and you know all this nonsense. And, you know, I, I think he's done a pretty good job with this team. The, the one minimal critique i think some of his clock management stuff could get a little bit better but overall i think he's yeah. been really really good uh scott comes in scott says we saw or what we saw from mike white i feel like we haven't seen since mike white <laughs> loved every completion i hope we beat the vikings to go jets uh scott yeah we're feeling that too they, they showed the graphic up on the screen it was the best first half of play uh, since Mike White's game against the Bengals last year. Uh, so it goes to show you, like, that he's the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to have two games in his first four starts where he went over 300 yards, had three passing touchdowns, and over 75% completion percentage or 70, whatever it is. It's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. I, I know, right? And it's like, why do we have to minimize that? Like, like as Jets fans, like, look, I know, believe me, I talk just like you two. I talk to so many Jets fans at you know, any given week. And there are a lot of us. It's like we just we want Zach Wilson to succeed. You love him. You want to believe. And then there's the supporting, you know, Joe Douglas. There, there's a lot of layers to this. But it's like if we're just looking at what's in front of us like let's just be real with no emotion zach was completely lost right he was an absolute mess and mike white just like you said we haven't had that many yards in the first half since mike white and like what does that tell you like there's something here no i'm not saying he's joe montana i'm not saying he's tom brady but why can't we just go you know what good job dude let's see if he can do this again like as a collective all of us just support him not have to find reasons that he succeeded and Zach didn't. LaFleur doesn't call the same offense. Oh, it was the Bears. Like, we find all these reasons that it doesn't matter, that it doesn't count. The kid's doing a good job. Now, can he keep it up? I don't know. But maybe he's earned our support, huh? What do you think? A little bit? I think so. I think so. Uh, I want to look something up real quick because I think... 
I'm just trying to get my timeline correct here. Yeah, so get this. Robert Sala has been a part of a franchise that has had to make tough decisions like this in the past. In 2012, the Seattle Seahawks signed Matt Flynn to a big-time contract. They drafted a quarterback. What was it, in the fourth round in Russell Wilson? Third third round. Third round. And they decided they were going to play the rookie instead of the high-priced guy in Flynn. Wound up winning a Super Bowl because of it. Robert Sala was on that Seahawks team as the quality control coach. Uh, So... I think he's not going to be afraid to uh, stick with White. I think he's going to stick to his guns if he thinks that's the best way for the Jets to win here. Uh, Red John comes in and says, uh, crazy stat, Jets have the number one pass offense over the past two years if you take out the games that Zach Wilson started. LOL. Also, wouldn't mind seeing a few more blitzes. Is that accurate? Does that even seem like plausible? I I don't know how that could be. I I mean Mike White has two game he has one game over 400, another game over 3. I know Flacco Johnson both had games over 300 as well. That's wild. That's an insane stat if that's the case. <laughs> I can't prove the validity validity of this. Um but I I I guess there's a shot that that's true. I mean, how many like, games has Zach mean? missed? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, nine games maybe? I think he missed five last year. Yeah. So it was we three and then out, sat out. When we, when we take out all, the, you mean all the games Zach started? If we just took the Flacco's, Whites, Josh Johnson, like those were the number one offense in the NFL. Is that right? Like, <laughs> over the course of the last two years, I guess that's what yeah. Red John's saying. Yeah. Red John, where'd you find that man? Who's doing that work? Yeah. You know what I mean? That feels. That feels like. I, I want to see that that math homework. <laughs> I think someone forgot to right. carry a one. Yeah, Jed uh, let's hire some guy. They're like, we want you to do this. Here, check it out. It's going to sound yeah, weird. This is the we outcome we want. How do we get <laughs> there? <laughs> exactly. If, if exactly you count right. every game that Zach Wilson did not start that had a full moon, you know, while uh, the – the, the Giants were playing one o'clock games. Zach Wilson or uh, the Jets are number one offense. Like that, that is, it feels like such an obscure stat. It can't be real. I hope it's real. Raymond comes in, says, control the running back and hit Kirk Cousins early and often, and the game is ours. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts on how you think we should kind of go about defending this Vikings offense because I'm kind of at a crossroads a little bit. I don't know if I want to try and rush four and get to Kirk and drop seven to try and neutralize Jefferson and Hawkinson and, uh, and Thielen. But like this game feels like it's the biggest pressure test for our linebackers because of cook and because of Hawkinson. Uh, How do you think we approach this Vikings offense? I think, they do exactly what they've done since about week four this year, which is rush for and get home with their really good defensive line and your two stud corners on the outside. Um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit worried about the safeties and linebackers in some of these matchups, but um, I, I think the recipe is as Raymond says here, get to Kirk cousins. He's you know had games against tough defenses where he's thrown multiple picks. He had a three pick game against the Eagles this year. It was a miraculous game against the Bills, but he threw a couple picks in that one too. So he is prone to throw in some interceptions at times. And if the Jets can pick him off once or twice, I think that could be the difference in this one. So 
Uh, I think it's just about getting pressure with your front four and letting the rest do, you know, what they have been. Chris KV drops in, says Mike White's play style is what the league considers a field general. That's exactly what he looked like. Nothing flashy except the scoreboard. I love it. Yeah, six foot five guy. He's looking over the uh, offensive line. He's not running around like crazy. He's doing the things that are efficient. This I, someone commented on one of my videos and said, this is store brand Jimmy Garoppolo. And it made me smile because I buy the store brand stuff. It's the same as the name brand stuff. And it's all right. Mike White's got the stuff. I want to be like Mike. (laughs) Green Bean, your thoughts? I think, well said. I love myself a good Kirkland uh, up in Mm -hmm. New Jersey. Pathmark. They have no frills. I like this all. Basics. uh, All these brands. I'm a big fan. They tend to be, in some cases, even better. So I'm not afraid uh, to go with the store brand stuff. And, you know, they, you know, the other way to say that, right, is poor man's. Like, so he's a poor man's mm. this. He's a poor man's that. You know, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, I forgot. I, I lost my train of thought. But, um, yeah, like a poor man's version. I got to say, poor man or not, if he's producing, I support it. You know what I mean? Like, some, even like when you, and I'm sure we'll get even deeper into the Ty Johnson thing. I don't hate Ty Johnson. I don't feel comfortable with Ty Johnson. Now, why is that? Because I've seen two years of him fucking up. That's why. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, I'm not rooting for him. You know, like he has these games. He, I think he had one of these last year. He had a couple in 2020, a couple hundred yard rushing games, good receiving. I just am nervous when he's the guy, right? But I'm rooting for him. If Ty Johnson can turn around and turn my Kirkland you know, bag of granola into what's better than the name grand. Good. Let's do it. Let's fucking eat that granola. Like that's how I see things. And uh, yeah, man, I'm not afraid, you know, fourth round, fifth round, undrafted free agent. I'm not afraid of those guys being the ones that you end up counting on. I don't know if it's store brand, but I think my least favorite one that I've come across is like the store brand, Dr. Pepper. It was called Dr. Thunder from our uh, shop. I remember buying it as a kid and I was like, Ugh. That oh, was yeah, a mistake. Not it's bad. Fun. It Dr. was not good. No good. Would not recommend. Not no. Dr. Thunder. Dr. Pepper. Good stuff. Uh taps any button says, I don't know if anyone or if everyone noticed, but the team as a whole seemed to take shots at Zach, especially these recent interviews from Elijah Moore, Salah, Garrett Wilson, Mike White, Michael LaFleur, etc. Um, yeah, I was listening to some of the postgame comments, and I don't know if they're necessarily jabs but i think there's appreciation for the things that mike white does that zach wilson didn't do so mike white saying you know i come into the huddle i want to be a calming presence uh to the guys and and you know i think you could see that a little maybe a little differently uh sal is saying he did the easy stuff he took the easy stuff uh, you know, the excitement from Elijah Moore afterwards, you know, I, you know, I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah. You know, I'm rooting for everyone, whatever. I, are they shots at Zach Wilson? I don't know. I'm not sure. Matt, what do you think? Do you think the comments that we've heard from the team and the, uh, the coaches might be a little bit of a dig at, at Zach? Yes. They all hate his guts. They want him dead. Uh, no, I think, I think some of it's a little bit, uh, reaching, but at the same time, kid needs to be humbled. That's part that's why he's in this spot. Um, I think part of it is the comments that he made in the post game last week. So um, he, he needs to eat his humble pie right now. I agree.
If he doesn't have his green beans, he's got to have his own pie. Uh, Scott <laughs> comes in and says, right. if we can get 75 to 80% of what Mike White did on Sunday consistently, we will be a hard team to beat, and we already are. You guys Rocco Jets. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if we get 75% of what Mike White did this past week consistently, that will be a good look. The, I mean, look, we played a decimated Bears team with a backup quarterback. Um, there's some, you know... I, I don't want to say uh, some asterisks that you might want to throw on this game because of, uh, you know, the the level of competition. I know I saw a bunch of comments saying like, oh, well, if Zach Wilson played, you know, we, he would have had a, a similar game. It's like, yeah, but if Zach Wilson had a similar game to this, I'm not giving him the credit that I'm giving Mike White right now. I, I'm, I'm looking at him saying, okay, this is exactly what Zach Wilson should have done against the bad defense. And that's kind of where I'm at with Mike White. Like, I'm really excited about Mike White. I'm glad he duplicated his performance from last year, but I'm waiting to see... What next week holds? So how does he perform against the Vikings? How does he perform against the Bills? And then if he performs well against those, now we're going to start picking up and getting a little bit of heat going. Uh, Matt, you think 75 to 80% of Mike White is a winning formula? Yes. I, I think it's unrealistic to ask for 100% every week. That's uh, not sustainable. But if he gives you 75% of what he was on Sunday, that's a that's a pretty damn good day. And we, we talked about it earlier. Like, that's the winning formula. You don't need your quarterback to do a whole lot. You just need him to do things correctly and keep the fundamentals down. Um, and if he does that, they'll be successful. T Rivera comes in, says Mike White is a pro can make all the throws. He plays with such a rhythm, how fast he goes through his progression. His, uh, his accuracy is off the chart. It's definitely my quarterback. I have to say this. I think my biggest takeaway from Mike White this past week that is different from last year is last year I was convinced, you know, Hey, everything's five yards from the line of scrimmage. It's all dink and dunk. And he did have a little bit of that, but he made some big time throws. Some really like his arm strength's better than I would have given him credit for. Uh, and I'm not specifically on the second Garrett Wilson touchdown, not, you know, obviously not the run after the catch, but the throw he made to get it over the linebackers hands, he threw that on a rope. And he's putting it in the position where guys can catch the ball right out in front of him and get the yak. And that's what Zach didn't do. Zach has a bad tendency of getting the ball to his receivers, but it makes it hard on him. Like they got to contort their body to go backwards and they're not able to run and get that the extra four or five yards that might get you down the field. that might get you a first down. Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Mike White, he can make all the throws, his accuracy, his progression. Do you think everything you saw from him is the, uh, you know, what you want to see out of your quarterback consistently? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, let me say this first. We have, uh, wow, it just dropped 100. We had uh, a second ago, we had 860 people in here. Now we got 740. I don't know what the hell just happened. But either way, <laughs> let's get some likes. Every 25 likes, guys, I pull a qualifier for the free T-shirt at the end of the stream. Uh, so if you haven't liked the the stream yet, go ahead and do that because I like doing it. I like compiling your names or anything. And again, there's uh, there's over 700 people in here now, so uh, we could get a lot more likes and I could pull a lot more names. Uh, that said, um, yeah, man. I mean, look again. I was nervous about a few of the throws Mike White pulled off. All right, you know, um, the 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 two that made me most nervous. One was the the early Garrett Wilson first down, the, the little slant, it was like right. I mean, it was an inch away from being either blocked or potentially a pick. 
And then there was the touchdown where that linebacker jumped up and it went like right through. He was just a split second late. Now, look, it, it, it does. It, it happens. And that's good. That's not to say it's bad for him, but I'm a little nervous about, like, I don't know how that's going to work out, right? So I'm a full supporter of Mike White. I think what we're seeing, how he's, you know, climbing the pocket, how he kind of floats to the side a little bit, even on the design rollouts. Like there, there was one, he, uh, he rolled out to the right and he was looking downfield and he had his arm like cocked and it wasn't there. And he threw it to, I believe it was Michael Carter. Forgive me if that's on. And he got three yards. It was like first down or whatever it was. He was looking downfield. It wasn't there, and he took the three yards. That's what we, you know, all of us have been saying about Zach. Just take it. Just take, like, stop, like, running around. Like, he would have made a right-hand turn, you know, stop, and then went back the other way and all this crazy shit. And then maybe even uh, threw it to the other team or something like that. So I think what Mike White is doing that I like is not only is he able to kind of see the field what looks like a little bit better, I think he's just taking what's there. Like the play's designed for this, it's not there. There are contingencies, you know, written into the play. Just take one. You know, if it's three yards, oh, man, I really wanted to get 20 on that. So what? It's three. And that's what you got. And give it to Michael Carter and maybe he can do something. I think that's what we really wanted to see from Zach. And uh, it's what we saw from Mike White. So if he can continue that, I'm going to be happy. Disregard Papa comes in and says, in the wild card, which team would y'all prefer to play? Oh, this is an easy one for me. I want That's... another crack at the Patriots. I want to win the division yeah! and go up against them. I want Mike White to just drop his big old nuts on the Patriots. That's what I want to have happen. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Patriots. Give me one more crack at him. Uh, Pooch Guy comes in. Pooch Guy says, side note, love uh, Conklin and Uzama. Out in front of Braxton, destroying guys, then chest bumping, Smash Bros vibes. Yeah, did you see the the blocking with those two? They are having so much fun. And like, as soon as you see them, I, I think it was the Berrios run. It was either Berrios or one of the backs. And they they turn around and they start like, you know, slapping hands. They're excited that they just bulldozed over a bunch of guys. Like, those are the types of tight ends that we've really needed here for a long time. Matt, your thoughts on the uh, tight ends blocking. It's great. That's why you went out in free agency and signed two tight ends. So you could do just this. They were utilized probably the best they've been this year. And I I love it. It's it's a ton of fun watching them involved. I I like this team when they are using all of their weapons, right? When they're not just focusing on, on one thing. They had a good day running the ball. They were able to get it to Elijah and Garrett, the tight ends and Braxton. Uh spread the love. It's uh it's good. I like it. Uh, Court Jester, I didn't see a comment in there, but thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, Sorless says, if we do trade Zach, where do you think he ends up? Uh, I would say the Rams. I think McVay did like Zach pre-draft, and I think with Stafford kind of getting up there in age, them not necessarily being in a position to to grab a quarterback uh, to be the heir apparent, I think Zach could learn. I think he's made for L.A. and made for Hollywood and stuff, so I think if we were to trade him, that's probably where I would... Uh, Maybe pencil him in. Um, Andrew Yale says, if we miss the playoffs because Zach lost two times to the Patriots, ugh, it's not going to happen. We got this. Jets aren't going to lose. You look at the schedules of the other teams and how the Jets have been playing, it would be heartbreaking if we didn't make the playoffs. Like, if we went 10-7 and seven and lost in a tiebreaker to the Pats, that would that would burn me up, I think. But um, 
don't yeah. think it's going to happen. I think the Jets will wind up taking care of business. I think there's a good shot they beat the Bills. I think there's a good shot they beat the Dolphins. I think there's still a shot the Jets could go for the division. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts on what would happen if we missed the playoffs because Zach missed those two games? Yeah. Well, look, that would be kind of a carbon copy of sorts of 2015. I mean, it was the two losses to the Bills that stopped us. And really, it boiled down to the one loss to the Bills. So, um, But yeah, that would be the most painful way for it to happen, in my opinion. The most painful way. I mean, the only other thing would be like, we're winning, we're in against Miami, and we lose, like something like that. That would be uh, equally uh, disappointing. But uh, I don't think that, you know, I, I mean, I don't think that it'll come down to that. I think like we're either going to be in the mix or not. Um, I mean, I, I mean, obviously it counts, but I mean, look, let me just say that it would be the most painful fucking way, but I'll, I'll say this, Ryan, I agree with you. If I had my druthers and we make it to the wild card and we can pick any team, I want the Pats. I don't give a shit if it's in Foxborough. I don't care if it's at MetLife. I'd prefer MetLife, but, uh, dude, I think if we, if we just get decent quarterback play, we're going to murder them. That's how much I believe this team is better than them. It like, we needed complete implosions for them to squeak out with wins. I mean, look, look how they won, you know? Uh, so anyway, I think, um, that would be my best case scenario, and I think that we would absolutely we would lump them up from the first play to the last play. Right, uh, flight right says I hope we smash Kirk Cousins. Still remember how he used the Jets to get more money from the Vikings? Yeah, him and Anthony Barr in one off season. I'm pretty sure, right? I think that's how that worked. Uh, no, it was two off seasons, but still, motherfuckers, terrible. Hate him. Ooh. Terrible person. Yeah. Don't want anything about him. I don't care if that was my first video about getting Kirk Cousins. I don't want him. I want to beat him up. Was that your first uh, one? It's my first video. Why the Jets will Ever? sign Zach? Uh, why the Jets will sign Kirk Cousins? I, dude, I was so positive wow. it was going to happen. It was like, wow. it was all teed up, and he went to the friggin' Vikings. Whatever. Good. Hey, is is that video still like up? Can you like scroll all the way to the back and find that? You could find it. Yeah, yeah, that's my first one. I look oh, super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> super awkward yeah, my cadence was not there i didn't have any sort my thumbnails were all goofy and stuff like everything oh, was uh yeah i don't know how many oh views i found are on it, it but <laughs> oh really already oh yeah oh, it looks amazing. fantastic it's yeah it's it's very um raw <laughs> if you want to see uh just how far you can come in five years that's um <laughs> that's where i started i love it I love it. Oh, I, I want to look at it. I can't believe that. So, so what a good, like, kind of, this is like a somewhat of an important week for you then. Like, this is kind right? of full circle, if you will. I like it. Yeah. This is good. Absolutely. I want to kick his teeth in. Absolutely right, Alvaraldo. Right. Oliver comes in. Oliver says, the national media is underselling Mike White. He's capable of setting records. Look at Brady. Short, accurate passes. Poise. Quick decisions. Matt, is Mike White capable of breaking records? Mr. I'm already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say he's already a Hall of Famer, so he already crossed one off the bucket list. Um, I love it. Who knows? Yeah, sure. Uh, Mr. Downtown comes in and says, Heard some Vikings fan chatter. Belief is they will have the edge because of their skull, crowd noise, motivation for division clinching win, and Kirk's win percentage in 1 p.m. games. 
Yeah, that's going to be interesting, right? Like, I was hoping this game would be flexed, so that way he was going to have, like, a worse shot at winning. But, um, yeah, this one's going to be for them to clinch the division because I think, is it the Packers or Lions that are in sitting in second? They've got, like, four wins. Lions. The Lions. That is a horrible, horrible division. I know, it's crazy. The, the Ly- It really is. I mean, I think the Lions, as bad as they are, they their draft pick right now is, like, 14. Like, their draft pick. Isn't that crazy? Like, they have four wins, and they're at 14. Like, that's how shitty these, mm-hmm. like, a lot of these divisions are right now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, the AFC East and NFC East are both, like, over 500. And I think all four teams right now for the NFC East are all in the playoffs. The, the AFC East, we were all in there until the Patriots lost. Couldn't happen to a better team. Uh, John comes in with a super chat. John says, the Jets covered the majority of games. It's been a long time that I'm smiling to the bank, betting on the Jets. Here's some love, guys. Love the content. Thank you, John. Uh, I am superstitious, and I will not be betting for the Jets. I literally bet against the Jets every week because I'd rather lose money and watch them win <laughs> than, than try to win money on them winning and being all sorts of pissed off on my Sunday. Um, so I'm, I'm actually the opposite. I don't know. You guys can let me know in the chat if uh, <laughs> you're of a similar uh, ideology as I am. Um, let's see. Oops, sorry, just catching back up here. See our boy, you see Sammy, Sam Darnold down there looking good? Huh? What do you think? That's think exactly where I was going. John, John brings this up too. He says, uh, hot take oh, wow. Sam Darnold will lead the Panthers to the playoffs. That is a hot Amazing. take. I would love it if they could somehow overtake the 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 Bucks. Oh, I would love it. As much as I'm not rooting for the Panthers per se, yeah, yeah. I would love it, man. That'd be delicious. It would make me feel good. I like seeing Sam do well too. Like I, I have no ill feelings towards Sam. He was a great um, you know, team player. I would I I wish we had this talent with Sam because I think we would have actually, you know, done something with him. Uh, AP14 says, what up, boys? Go Jets. Did you guys hear one of the Fox broadcasters saying our defense doesn't have any game changers? I did hear that. They clearly have not been watching any Jet games because our entire defensive line is playmakers. Sauce and Reed are playmakers. CJ Mosley had an interception, uh, you know, to, to like in the red zone. This defense is loaded with playmakers. That's why you guys come to the YouTube content sphere because we actually watch our team play important important stuff here uh brian bogan says given the success and potential of our team what upcoming free agents do you think will want to come to new york next year and who would we want i'll be honest i don't really know many of the free agents that are hitting the market if i'm the only ones i've really kind of keyed in on are the quarterbacks it would be like jimmy garoppolo gardner Minshew. um those are the yeah, Tom Brady, <laughs> potentially Tannehill if he gets cut, Carr if he gets cut uh, or traded. Yeah. There's Sam Darnold, Daniel Sam Jones. Darnold. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Right? Throw them all in there. Jo- you know, screw it. Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Josh Jacobs, right? We're going for the running back, too. We'll just yeah. go all balls out. Yeah. Now, I, I think this offseason for me is more so about retaining our own guys and drafting players that we can plug in and going with some lower, I don't want to say lower tier guys, but guys that can fill roles for cheaper contracts. Matt, your thoughts on free agency this upcoming year? Yeah, 100%. They're not going to go blow the bank. Number one, they don't have a ton of money to spend anyway for the first time in a while. 
and it's about mm-hmm. you know retaining your own guys and and depth stuff you're, you're gonna fill out your roster you're not gonna go out and be like jacksonville of last year and spend crazy crazy money and bring in a ton of guys you're gonna supplement the roster and you could do that in free agency and then go out in the draft and continue to add as well yeah i think uh when I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at some of the guys that we might move on from, like I could see us moving on from Carl Lawson. I think if Mike White finishes out the season and he's not overly reliant on Corey Davis, I think Corey Davis is a goner. Um, I was more so in his camp to hold on to him if Zach was going to be our guy, but with Mims kind of getting a little bit more playing time, I think that's sort of, they're trying to get Mims up to speed to take Davis's spot for next year. Um, HV 8019 says Wilson should have started versus the Bears since all he has faced was top defenses, but keep him on a short leash. This game would have been good for him. I've heard that argument, and I definitely did make that argument prior to the benching of Zach Wilson. And I think for me, this was the right move for the locker room. Um, Mm. If I saw Zach Wilson have a good game against the Bears, I'm not going to be overly excited. It's it's like, okay, that's exactly what he should have done versus a backup quarterback. Like, I think having him sit and kind of take his lumps from the team are more important than having game reps at this point. I think deactivating him was a smart move. I saw a bunch of analysts, you know, say like, oh, he couldn't have even been the backup. Like, he didn't even dress. Like, who cares? Like, we didn't want to put him in as the quarterback. Like, deactivate his ass, activate someone else. I think that's the, the correct way to do it. Greenbean, your thoughts, should Wilson have started against the Bears? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, the day before they announced that Zach would be benched, I made a video and thumbnail that said, Zach will start against the Bears. Uh, less than 24 hours later, I got a litany of comments talking about, this didn't age well. So uh, oh, I, I love those. Should, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, the hindsight brigade. I love you guys. Yeah, welcome, yeah. welcome back, hindsight brigade. Um, so yeah, I know uh, you know this is like so. Uh, uh, this aged as well as stale like or sour milk. Yeah, yeah all yeah. those things. Um, so uh, I thought that he should start. Right? I thought that it was a uh, a good uh, like a good move to kind of put it like to put him on notice. Like, okay, man, the whole um, untouchable phase of your career is over. Uh, We're really needing you to turn this around. We'll work with you, help you, but you're on a short leash. You're going to start if you look like complete shit by the end of the first quarter or at longest the first half, uh, we're going to go with Mike White. That's the way I thought it should be done, right? That said, we don't know to what degree the erosion in the locker room was really happening. We know it was there, guys. Like, we can't just discount that. All the way out here, we saw it. We saw Zach, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Garrett Wilson. We obviously know about Elijah Moore. We saw Berrios. We saw uh, Denzel Mims and all that stuff. So, and that's, I think, it, I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe even Michael Carter who's not one to show any frustration, showed a little bit of frustration. So, like, we don't know uh, if that was just the tip of the iceberg. And there was real kind of cracks in the dam. Like, why are we giving somebody? It's like leaving a wide receiver. He drops five passes a, a game, and he's still starting over everybody. Like, why? they? I don't think they would do that. If you put a running back in, let's say Brees Hall fumbles three times a game for four games, it's like – 
you know, how long are you going to hand on the ball? You know, so I think that might be w- one of the aspects that, you know, we don't know, but we might be overlooking. Um, so in, if that is the case, then I, then I support Salah having the gumption to do that. It takes balls to do what he did, man. Make no mistake. That was, that couldn't have been an, you know, an easy decision. And, and I commend him for doing it. If, you know, when you put your finger on the pulse of the team, if he's doing that to kind of quell a little bubbling up mutiny, you know what I mean? So you don't want that shit. You don't want the team to kind of crumble all because of one guy. So, yeah, I I, uh, I thought he should have played, and I thought he was going to play, but just being on a short leash. But obviously that didn't happen. So I uh, I also think that this was a good move, clearly, you know? Worked out. So I'm a little I'm a little disappointed. I saw in the chat just now that the Chargers Dolphins game got flexed to prime time. I thought the Jets Bills were going to get flexed to prime time. I kind of wanted it. Wanted another crack Here's at why. it. We're one one o'clock. There's a reason for it. CBS it's probably because it. Ev- I was going to say it's probably because every other team is hoping these teams like, uh, you know, lose for for playoff implications. It's probably a ratings thing. What do you think, Matt? Supposedly CBS protected it. They wanted to keep Bills Jets on their network. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. I kind of I like that. That makes me feel better, right? Like it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we're so good. They don't even want to give up the rights to us. Yeah. See? We and thought also, it was one a negative. Is elite. <laughs> is elite. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, Matt, elite. it's so funny because like everybody's like, you know, they're like begging for the flex. I'm seriously hoping it doesn't happen. Like, I'm like, I don't want, I want one o'clock. That's what I want. I want one o'clock on Sunday. You know, I don't like. Me and Greenby need our, we need our warm milk and to be tucked in bed by like nine (laughs) o'clock. We can't be staying up for these games. Oh man, I am like, I'm up to the wee hours in the morning. I want prime time, baby. I want the whole NFL to be put on notice about the New York Jets. Jonathan Moore comes in and says, who do you think is hotter, Wilson or White? I'm going to say Wilson looks like a 12-year-old boy, so I'm going to say no uh, to that because that makes me feel like a pedophile. So I'm going to say Mike White because he's QB1. He's gorgeous. Love that guy. Really? This is a question. Yeah, who do you think is hotter, Wilson or White? Um, Wilson, clearly. You know what? Here, let's do this. Let's, let, let's do this. Let's let, let, let's do a poll question. Let's do it right. Who's hotter? Come on, guys. Come on, boys. Let's do it. It's, let's <laughs> get <exactly>. any <laughs> preconceived notions that we may have or hold. Let's just let it go. Who's cuter, huh? Zach. Yeah, it, it's just hotter. That, cute, cuter and hotter are two different things, in my opinion. Oh, then, uh, then yeah. For uh, Forgive me. I agree <laughs> that hotter applies as well. Zach Wilson is the hottest. The only guy that might have it on Zach is Mike LaFleur, bro. He's another looker, that bastard. Uh, we got a bunch of good-looking dudes. We had uh, our we kicker from last dude. year was a good-looking dude, too. Amendola. Even Salah. Yeah, Amendola. Love right. It. We got a bunch Salah's of good-looking yeah. dude. Psh. Look at it. We got there, Love it. There's no Vladimir Dukas running around the Jets right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ugly. Uh, Euphoria (laughs) comes in and says, how about the media praising us for benching Zach Wilson? Now a week later, they're criticizing us for not knowing what to do with our first round pick, Jets versus all. Yeah, we got to put our backs against the wall because the whole media is out to get us. Like, no matter what we do, I was listening to Chris Sims on the way, uh, I dropped Becca's sister off at the airport today. I'm listening to him on the way back and I'm like, Really? Like, you're giving us a bunch of crap for, for benching Zach Wilson after the comments he made and the style of play he had? Screw him. Screw the whole media. I'm done with him. 
Right. Mr. Downtown. Guys, listen. Yeah. Well, real quick. Guys, this is why, like, my mantle has been, like, the whole time that we need to cut it out with like arguing amongst ourselves and getting like really like violent and like really personal because the rest of the league, the whole NFL, all of the media, every fan of every other team, they hate us. They laugh at us. They hit, they take nothing. There's nothing that delights them more than to kick us, to poke us, to join hands. There's a Chiefs fan and a Niners fan and a Bills fan all holding hands together going, ah, the Jets. That's what they do. We need to stay together because we're all we got. They're dying to kick us. And that's just the thing. Like, even though we're winning, even though our team is clearly on the ascend, they're still taking every opportunity that they can to poke us in the ribs, man. And just know it's coming and stick together, man. That's my whole thing, and that's the exact reason why. Andy, trick shots. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me go back to uh, Mr. Downtown. He was saying Dolphins versus Chargers flexed. Why does NBC hate us? Matt brought that up. He said it was because uh, CBS protected the game. Uh, Andy Trickshot says, "What put the Jets in the or what puts the Jets in the best position after this Thursday's uh, game? A Patriots loss or a Bills loss? I'm trying to figure it out. Who to root against? So, if you want to just get in the playoffs, the Patriots losing is the best route. If you want the division, it's Buffalo. So for me, I want the Patriots to beat Buffalo." Because I want to face the Patriots in the playoffs. Like that, like I'm sorry. I would I, I want to go for the division. I don't want to just get a wild card. I want the best possible seating for us that we can get. Um, but really it's it's kind of a win-win for us this week. It's you can kind of sit back and observe how each team plays. Matt, I saw your face. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I, I don't love that because the Patriots have the tiebreaker. That's what I'm scared of. If the Jets and the Patriots have the same record then the patriots are going to be the ones that get in because they have the tiebreaker where the jets have another crack at buffalo so they could theoretically beat buffalo twice and if the jets and the bills finish with the same record they would be able to be in the playoffs and the bills wouldn't because they have the tiebreaker so um i would say knock the pats two games back behind the jets if the jets win and that makes me feel a lot more comfortable yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I think the Jets, if we take care of our business, we don't have to worry about the Patriots. We can get in without uh, – the Patriots can win out. Look, if we take care of our business, we win out, we get in. Green Bean, your thoughts. Who do you want to win, Bills or Pats? Um, oh. <sighs> I, need, I need time. Um, right. My, my first thought, that's like you said, like I, you know, you know, I just went back and forth probably 12 times since you've asked me, you know, uh, I think it's, it's obviously about us, right? Like that's what it is. I hate both. I, I really do want to see the Patriots just crumble to dust. Like I want Bill Belichick to walk out of the league, like a, just a beaten sad shell of his former self. Like that's what I want. But it's more important that, like, it applies to us, you know? So if we keep winning, obviously the Patriots are behind us. They can't do anything. We control it. That said, they are sniffing at our heels, man. So mm. kind of seeing them kind of, you know, get stuffed down the drain could be nice. But grabbing the division, which I just can't even believe we're talking about in December. You know, we're about to be in December, boys. 
You know what I mean? Meaningful uh, games in December. Like, dude, it's crazy. We haven't done this since 2015. It's amazing. And then and then only once since 2010. It's crazy. It's a special time, everybody. But uh, I think I'm probably going to end up rooting for the Pats because of I want the Bills to kind of stay within reach. You know what I mean? Probably. Yeah, let's take care of business. I love it. Uh, Sky C says, I'm impressed with Max Mitchell's ability this early. What a great find by JD. Then again, the whole 22 draft is contributing tons. Yeah, the only one we really haven't seen yet is Ruckert. And like, there's no reason to have him out there yet. We have two really good tight ends. Matt, your thoughts on Max Mitchell's ability to start this early? Yeah, I've been thoroughly impressed with him. I thought this was someone who they wanted to develop for a year. Um, that's why... You know, I think a lot of us were a little apprehensive about him starting right away, uh, but he's come in and played really good football. He wasn't ex he didn't start the game. He wasn't expected to play, but due to injury, he came in and looked like himself. I don't know how George Fant gets himself back on the field if, if he ever gets healthy. I think he's gonzo at this point. Yeah, completely, completely agree. There's no reason to play Fant with the way Mitchell's playing. Uh, Romani AD says, hey, fellas, it's frustrating when the NFL experts and media talking heads have completely downplayed Mike White's stat line. Mike White dealt with a crazy downpour of rain and wind and still balled out your thoughts. So I've seen kind of a split in the media because I was watching Cowherd. Cowherd was very uh, complimentary of Mike White. Uh, Sean Payton was very complimentary of Mike White. Richard Sherman, complimentary Mike White. I thought uh, Shannon Sharp, very complimentary of Mike White. And I understand teams talking down because of the players that were missing from the Bears. And I think that's fair. I'm okay with still putting a target on our back. I think I'd rather them downplay Mike White's uh, ability to quarterback and kind of have a little more uh, bulletin board material. Matt, your thoughts on... Uh, the Mike White stat line and the media playing it down. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Um, I've seen a lot more praise than I have seen people put it down. I've seen commenters put down the performance, but not people in the media. So um, I don't, I don't know. Have I, you kind of went through it. Greenbean, did you see any examples of people putting it down? Putting down Mike White. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I've seen I put a lot of like minimizing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I should be paying attention. I got yeah, a text right. from my wife, whatever, I, you know, or, or not from that's my wife, but anyway, it was a previous text, I guess. Um, but I will say balls be hurting is our latest qualifier. That's funny. Uh, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen too much bashing or like putting them down, but I have seen minimizing. Like, you know, let's see what he can do against a real defense, like that kind of stuff. The only real bashing I've seen is Jets fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we're being the hardest on them. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I've had a bunch of commenters across Facebook and YouTube that have been, like, very aggressively, like, pro-Zach and, like, not anti-Mike White, but, like, oh, well, Zach would have done the same thing. And, like, I just don't don't agree because Zach hasn't been able to hit the easy throws in the other games. So what makes me think he's going to hit the easy throws in bad weather? Uh, I don't know. Kyron comes in, says, we can't harp over Zach's busting now as we are winning. We have a good money situation, great defense and playmakers on offense. I, uh, I have, like, $500 in Zach rookies, <laughs> but I will eat that for one playoff berth. Yeah, it sucks. 
that you have that many uh, Zach Wilson rookie cards. But hey, that's the, the roll of the dice. Hopefully you got some Mike White rookie cards sitting in there because uh, I'm smelling franchise quarterback coming down the pipeline. Um, but yeah, look, Zach White busting, it's a sunk cost, right? We were talking about this yesterday on the call-in show. You've already spent the pick on Zach Wilson. It doesn't make sense to compound it if you think he may not be the guy. Um, let's see. Who's up next? Tony. Where's Tony? Tony Papers comes in. Says, Gotta go first get off, the papers. Get the papers. <laughs> uh, first off, love having you three talk Jets now uh, and how you guys feel about our game. How you feel about our game. Uh, I'm hoping we can sustain it through a playoff run. Think night is a diamond in the rough. Wow, Tony, you got to work on your like button clicking because that is a very, very hard <laughs> message to read. Um, yeah, look, I think night could be a nice little diamond in the rough. I think running back three next year is squarely in the conversation. I would argue you probably don't. Um, I would say you you keep Bam as the third running back right now. Like you may not want to play Robinson just yet because you give up a instead of giving up a sixth round pick, you give up a fifth round pick if he gets enough yardage, and there hasn't been enough from Robinson to necessarily play him over Bam. And worst case scenario, if someone goes down, you have a f- guy fresh for the, for a playoff run if you had to. Um, so yeah, I think we can sustain it. I think this is the perfect time. It, at this point in the season to get that spark and have that Nick Foles, Carson Wentz kind of energy uh, going right there. Matt, your thoughts. You think uh, Bam Knight is a diamond in the rough and you think we sustain this through a playoff run? Yeah, I think he absolutely is. Now I'm not going to say he's going to turn into like a star running back, but I think he's going to be a serviceable role player on this team. And I love the point that you bring up with James Robinson. Like, I don't know how you could possibly take Bam off the field after the performance that he just gave you. And obviously something seems a little off with him. I don't know if he's still banged up or what, but why are you going to put him out there on the field and potentially, you know, have to give up a fifth instead of a sixth if he's not really producing anyway. And you have this guy who you have as a cheap undrafted free agent who you can just run out there. So I think you keep, you know, you keep running him out there. Yeah. And the other thing we were talking about too, was the, um, with, Corey Davis coming back. They still want to keep Mims on the field. Losing Jeff Smith means we're losing a special teams player. By keeping Bam Knight on the field, you gain that special teams player back that Brian Robinson was not. Um, so I think that is important to uh, take into account. Uh, Romani AD also says, what will be the excuse when Mike White beats the Vikings slash Bills? I don't think there's going to be an excuse. Especially if the Jets, if Mike White leads us past the Vikings this week and it's like an impressive victory, there's going to be a ton of buzz about the Jets. And then I think the Bills game sets up to be like a really, really big matchup. Uh, It sucks to kind of have maybe two potentially really good performances against NFC teams and we just can't seem to figure it out against, you know, the Ravens or the Bengals or the Patriots times two. So, like, I don't know. I I don't think there's going to be any uh, any excuses that the media is really going to be able to give. Uh, Andrew Yale comes in, says, boys, how good is it to be talking playoffs in December? Matt, how long, how many times? At the end of September, beginning of October, are we talking about mock drafts? I love that we're yeah. having relevant games, let alone possibly talk about the division. No, exactly. And and that's the thing. Like, obviously, the quarterback situation's been a little bit frustrating, but you sign up for this, 
every single day of the week rather than like i don't know on october 6th you want to be looking at mock draftable or or tankathon or whatever no we're talking about real football here and uh it's been fantastic Matthew 13400 says, fellas, a pleasure as always. I'd like to shout out all of us who were in the pouring rain. Stadium vibes were great. Most at a rainy game in 15 years. Yeah, dude, I have to admit the... um, the fan presence and the vo- the volume that you guys had in the stadium was impressive. That was something that, like, as someone who has had season tickets before, that's a game I offer free tickets to someone else. <laughs> I'm not sitting in the yeah. rain, in the cold, paying for the parking. Like, you guys are troopers. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm making some snacks. Uh, but, yeah, dude, Matthew, you guys held it down at the stadium. The chance for MVP and Mike White were awesome loved hearing it over the uh over the announcements and over the uh the uh the microphone uh kevin c says what a difference a few weeks makes after the bye pats game this panel was saying it'd be crazy to bench zach hallelujah uh is that what he says hallelujah is that what that is uh you all found god <laughs> look i after the pats game i thought it made sense to play Zach Wilson against the Bears to build his confidence. And you give him a half. You call it a short leash. I would have been fine with that. Now, I think there's probably more going on in the locker room, and they wanted to hold him accountable for the comments, and I think that's why Salah was late coming out to that press conference and everything. Um, I think they handled it the right way. I think it would have sucked to have, like, won that game like i feel like if zach wilson plays that game it's like a 17 10 nail biter and zach has like 120 yards or 150 yards and that's like oh this is great you know we rebounded <laughs> we won the game it, the stats don't matter like that would have drove me nuts the players the other 52 guys on the roster deserve to have a quarterback that can hit them in stride they got money on the line as well um so yeah i support the support the move even though i didn't uh, just last week saunders says, I'm thinking of betting $100 on the Jets for a Super Bowl win. Thoughts? Saunders, I'll tell you this. I'm not going to tell you how to bet, but I only bet what I can afford to lose. So if you got 100 bucks and you want to cash in, put yourself a new down payment on something nice, throw that on the Jets to win a Super Bowl. I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> but don't, don't come yelling at me when uh, it may not work out. Only bet what you can afford to lose. Uh, responsibly, of course. Yeah, right? See? It's all right. Who cares if you got to take out another mortgage? It's fine. Uh, Joseph says, do you think the Jets should be open to trading Hall because of the significance of his injury while his career is at a high? Joseph, I want whatever you're smoking because this is absolutely asinine. I'm not trading... uh, Well, I'm going to assume this is not Brees Hall. But I think it is. He's talking about the injury. Yeah, he's talking, yeah, he's talking about Reese. Joseph, thank you for the $4.99, but I'm sorry. I completely disagree with you. I'm not trading Brees Hall. This is a prime running back who's going to come back. And I think when you talk about ACL injuries, there's different ways to come back from them. Like when you have someone like Saquon who cuts and like goes down on his knee buckles, there is a mental aspect to coming back. Brees Hall didn't really cut. I don't know if he even knew he tore his ACL at the time. Like he just kind of like twisted and collapsed. And 
to me, I don't think there's as big of a mental hurdle coming back from that because it's not like he trusted his leg to hold uh, hold him up. It was more of like the way he got tackled injured him more than anything else. Uh, Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts. Are you open to trading Brees Hall? No. It's not even on my... As a matter of fact, let me say this. I'm not even open on trading Bryce Hall. Okay? Ooh. I'm not open to trading either of these halls. I mean, I think, like, look, dude, it's nice to see that our, our, our premier running back can go down and we're able to still have some serious production. Like, legit guys. We have some legit talent. Maybe not to his his level, but it's nice to see that we have some depth, including Bam Knight. Uh, but let's be real. Assuming he can come back and be who he was, he's he's far and away the best running back we've had here since Curtis Martin. Now, I mean, he's got to stay healthy, right? That was kind of a freak thing. It's not like he's injury prone. His knee got like all folded backwards. It got like hyperextended or whatever it was. Um, so I hope he can stay healthy, but if he can, he's far and away the best back on this team. I, I wouldn't want to, uh, trade that away, uh, because of an injury and hey, real quick, did you guys see uh, Bryce Hall on Instagram, put out like a Zach Wilson collection, like a couple plays and said, he'll be back. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like an hour, two hours later, it was gone. See that? <laughs> oh, geez. That's interesting. No. I wonder if he got like blasted by it. Like it's like, oh hey, like yeah, maybe. Right. Let's not like, let's not put doing? pressure on pulling Mike White back yet. Yeah. And I and think about it, like in his particular position, I mean, he, he's on the 53 every week and he's inactive, right? So he's that guy just outside of the guys who are active. And he's probably, you know, him and Zach are kind of in the same boat right now. He's probably pulling for him, feeling it for him. Uh, all that type of stuff. But, uh, I mean, I think you can be supportive, but at the same time, it could be looked at as kind of a shot at Mike White, and uh, it was gone. Like, I looked for it. I, I was trying to show somebody, like, maybe an hour or two hours later, and it was gone, uh, which I thought was interesting. Maybe somebody said, hey, 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 cut the shit. Stop it. You know what I mean? Get that down. We don't need to hear from the backup <laughs> cornerback yeah dude uh, green right. i'm right there with you i don't want to trade any of these guys because we're talking super bowl run i want as much depth as possible and contingency plans what are you going to trade him for unless you're trading him for someone that's going to start on your team at a position of weakness like i'm not trading anything for draft picks joe douglas has proven he can get talent from the waiver wire from his like draft picks that he already has undrafted free agents like i think he can get talent without draft picks i would rather trade away draft picks to get proven players that can help us contend for a super bowl right now matt your thoughts on uh trading Brees hall i like it i would even say trade avt that nate herbig guy's been pretty good too <laughs> yeah there you go fuck it get rid of hey, trade Dwayne johnson michael clemens and bryce huff are good you know what i mean They're good <laughs> DJ Reed's been good. Want to add Sauce Gardner in too? Yeah, yeah. seriously, like, so, Sauce. I, psh, I, I'm more of a chowder guy. Like, I, sorry, let's get rid of him. Uh, Ablab says we face the Bella Cheats twice a year for infinity. Let them lose their games. F them. Ablab doesn't want the Patriots <laughs> to be winning. Uh, yeah, look, I, I'm gonna. I'm more of a. I'm not going to say Bills fan, but I, I enjoy watching the Bills play. Like, I, I can appreciate the Bills turning it around and doing it the right way. Like, they have guys that are likable on that team. 
I would prefer to watch the Bills just absolutely dominate the Patriots. Um, and then the Bills get a whole 10 days to prepare for us. I don't know. I'm not sure how I want this to all play out. Like, what's up? I'm like, oh, sorry. Go on, Matt, please. I was going to say, go to overtime. Like, take it all yeah. the way to the last second. Beat the snot out of each other. Really get banged yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I totally feel what Ab Lab's saying. That's kind of where my heart is. It's like I don't care. Just pound them into the ground. That's what I want to see. I don't give a shit. Just beat the Patriots. That said, if we do have some legitimate path to kind of taking the division, and that can help, I would have to re, you know, to lean that way. The whole thing with me, like when I'm watching a game, like I try to use my head and and think who I'm going to root for. I find out in the first drive or two who I'm really, you know, really rooting for because my my body, like my mind, I, I just yell like yeah, like and then oh, I guess I'm rooting for that team. You know what I mean? I never know. <laughs> it's fair enough. Uh, so I'm looking at this. So Bills are eight and three. Uh, and I'm looking at what Edward Ziff is saying. He says, root for Bills versus Pats to tie, best case scenario. Uh, if that were to happen, so the Patriots would still be, would they be a half a game behind us at that point? I think if we, we would have to lose for them to be a half a game behind us, I guess, because we'd have the same amount of losses. The Bills would be 8-3-1. and one. Yeah, I mean, I guess the tie is well, not the worst. What do you think, Matt? The conf the confusing thing is it gets to win percentage eventually as a tiebreaker. So it's not as – it's a little bit of a gray area if you're throwing ties in here. I'm not a math guy, never claimed to be, but it, it complicates things a little bit. Certainly does, certainly does. Uh, Brian comes in. Brian says, Conklin pulled a Corbett – and went gloveless. I didn't even notice that, but I really like Conklin. The the two of the tight ends, like they don't complain. They're palling around, like watching Mike White do the post game interview, and then having Ruckert, Uzama, Conklin, and Tomlinson come up and just start like shaking them and like patting them on the back and everything, and palling around. Like this team is excited for Mike White, and Conklin has been a big reason for the continued culture change. Uh, along with Uzama. Like, I love watching these guys getting mic'd up and, and rumbling down the field. Tight ends are a big part of today's game. Big fan. Uh, Matt B says, Chris Sims made a good point about the Zach Wilson situation. Now I'm a little upset that I didn't clip it so we could show it, so I don't have the, the comments here. Did either of you guys see the comments from Chris Sims, Matt? No, I, I did not. He, he's, a very, he's a Zach guy, so I'm sure he was in his corner. Greenbean, did you see any of the comments from uh, Chris Sims? I didn't this time around. No, I didn't. What did he say? Was he being nice or mean to Jets fans this week? What was he saying? I saw it last week. Yeah, so basically he was saying he doesn't understand the Jets. He thinks it's a bad move to to go to Mike White. Like, hey, you're this is finally a game that Zach Wilson could could perform well. He just faced seven of the toughest defenses that a quarterback could face. And, you know, he, he took you to five and two. The only games he lost were against the Patriots, who just seemed to have his number. I like Chris Sims a lot. I, I do value his opinion a lot of the times. But I felt like his last few comments were like comments that he gave to rile up the fan base 
and like he didn't really actually watch the game because if you were watching Zach play any of those first seven games that he played, it was clear as day. He could not hit the open guys. He could not hit the the wide receivers that were right in front of him or the running backs out of the backfield. Like the easy stuff was just hard for him. And I think giving him the mental reset and sitting him on the sideline was the right move. So I completely disagree with with Chris Sims uh, and his kind of takes. I wish I had, had clipped it because then we could have all heard it together. Um, but I think it was the right move. Uh, Ian comes in and says, Brady, Cousins, Russell Wilson, Prescott, all drafted in later rounds. We're obsessed with drafting round one quarterbacks. Maybe Mike White is the guy long term. Ian, I completely agree. There's no reason that Mike White can't be the guy. The biggest issue with Mike White is the hundreds of quarterbacks that were taken over the course of the last 20, 30 years in that mid-round that have not worked out. As you listed, there's guys that have worked out that have been mid-round quarterbacks. And when the coaching staff is not afraid to pull the trigger and say, hey, look, this guy's playing ball better. Let's start him. Let's give him the opportunity. I think Mike White mm-hmm. can have that opportunity. He's sat, he's learned, he's, he's taken his lumps. You know, I'm not... I have no idea where this ends up. You know, I how much are you going to have to pay him to come back next year? Like, I think there's a lot of squirrely situations. We're lucky enough that we get to sit here for the next six games and watch him play and just kind of evaluate. And then you you figure it out and you hope he comes back on, you know, a somewhat reasonable contract so maybe he can compete or, or start or whatever. Matt, what are your thoughts uh, on Mike White possibly being the long-term guy given some of the success of some other mid-round uh, quarterbacks? Um, I, I think I, I need to see more before I'm ready to get to that point. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Anything could happen. Um, I just, I want to see it a little bit more, uh, consistently over the next little bit before, um, I make a jump to that point. Yeah. I would say these next two weeks are going to be critical, uh, for my evaluation of Mike White Greenbean, your thoughts on Mike White possibly being the long-term answer, uh, you know, even though he was a, a fifth round pick, you know, we have this, you know, this, this love of drafting the the early quarterback. What are your thoughts? You think Mike White could be the guy? The truth is, is I struggle to think that Mike White is the guy. I struggle. Now that said, I think last year, he showed us some stuff, and then he had the rough game. And I think that could really be beneficial for what he's able to accomplish this year, okay? Like, he had the ups and the downs and the Hall of Fame and the injury and the comeback and the four picks. Like, in that short little time, he went through a lot. And I think, you know, experience is the one thing that you can't get any other way, right? Like, that's the thing. You, you know, you experience is what you get right after you needed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, I think that could really bode well. Now, that all said, uh, I was talking with Dom C. Uh, we were doing a live stream the other day, and he brought up, it, it might have been from Nanya, uh, but wh- whoever, it's, they had a list of like the last 15 years of top five pick quarterbacks, right? So there were, there were 15 top five picks that were quarterbacks. Four hit. So 11 were busts. That's crazy. So when you think about, you know, how many quarterbacks really hit, like even if they're from the first round, it's not a guarantee, man. It, whatever it is, they it's just not it's not like you're locked in just because you use this pick or that pick. The fact that Mike White 
is a fifth round pick. I mean, shit, look at like, you know, Dak Prescott's a third, um, you know, uh, Tony Romo was a, uh, an undrafted free agent. Right. And then you have the, the Russell Wilson's and the Kirk cousins and all these guys, it's, it's all up and down the board. So I think the draft status at this point, what he's in his fifth year or something like that, whatever that is, that's all gone now. He's been on numerous NFL teams. He's been able to get on the field and win games against good teams. Like, let's be real. He, he won that Bengals game last year, and it was a trap game. We know that. That said, he still did a damn good job uh, doing it against some very talented players. The next week against the, the Indianapolis Colts, right before he got hurt, uh, he had a beautiful drive with a, you know, that that ended with a, a really nice touchdown to Elijah Moore. Uh, and I think that you can't discount that stuff, man. Like he's done well on an NFL field against NFL teams. And that's more than most quarterbacks ever do. He's already done more. So I, I guess I struggle with it. The same time, man, the proof is in the pudding. The guy can play at an NFL level. Can it be sustained is kind of the question, but I think it's very possible, man. I really do. Greenbean, you said some great things earlier in this stream talking about, oh, we're excited to play in a dome. Mike White had this game in a monsoon. It was the worst weather you could probably ask for uh, given just like, what, four days to prepare? Five days to prepare as the starting quarterback? Mike White in a right. dome versus a bad passing defense. You know, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm, you know, could could defense could uh, you know, other teams have more tape on Mike White and maybe that stifles him. Greenbean brought up the Colts game before Mike White got injured on the touchdown pass to Elijah Moore. He had two drives, 95 yards and a touchdown. Like he was on pace to do another, you know, have another good game in Indianapolis. And I think you know, when you look at the Buffalo game, that's the one kind of people look at and they say, oh, you know, four interceptions, didn't have any weapons. This team is drastically different than it was. He is a facilitator of the football. Um, look, I think Mike White could be the guy. Obviously, you know, there's a lot more to be to be said here and, you know, a lot of football to play. we got six more games to watch him, so we don't have to make that decision right now, which is kind of nice. Uh, Chris KV. you can under oh, – yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, like, what you said about the rain, like, that wasn't just a little drizzle. Like, mm -hmm. Mike White, and even when I talk about, like, you know, the close calls with the picks, like, dude, he did that. Like, I don't think you can really underestimate the impact that that kind of weather has on a game. Dude, one week earlier, we heard our quarterback say, hey, it was windy as hell out there. You know, we heard it used as an excuse. That stuff really does matter. And if he, and if he can do that well, in that type of weather, I think playing in a dome might be able to give him that little tiny burst upward where we can see an even cleaner game. And uh, and I, I think, man, if that's po if that happens, I don't think there's really any question about Mike White anymore. I think if he does well this game against the Vikes and and the the dome might help, uh, I don't think you can really question it anymore. Honestly, I really don't. He's been impressive. He really has. Uh, Chris KV says, random, but fun question for you guys. If you could rebuild the divisions in the league, what division would you be in and who would be in it with you? Well, I think AFC East or NFC East, regardless of what acronym you have before East feels like we should be East or maybe North. Um, 
I don't know. I, if I had to rework the divisions, I probably wouldn't put Miami in our division just because it's a very odd team. Like it's like they're in the I'll South. Dare you? <laughs> that that is a no, South team. You not an have to keep them in our division. What's well, matter with that? I can't it's, believe it's, you're saying this. Right? Like I would rather. I, I don't know who I would rather have. I mean, I guess if you're kind of remapping it, Bills, Patriots, Jets, Steelers, maybe. Or Eagles, like that, like if you're actually mapping it the way, like the map. The G Men. Yeah, yeah. No, the Giants. I mean, I understand, like, but it's kind of like Mets, Yankees, and like that sort of thing where you, you put them in opposite conferences. So you can always have that talking point of like, well, maybe it's a Jet Giant Super Bowl. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. Islanders, Rangers, same division is pretty fun. Knicks, Nets. Fair. It's fair. Yeah. Let me ask you, though, uh, are we talking about like realigning, like, the NFC and AFC just kind of starting fresh with all. Yeah, of them? give me like, all the bottom feeders. I want the Texans. I want the Jaguars. I want. I want the Bears. Give me the. Yeah, uh, right. You know, yeah, the Panthers. Like, yeah, give me the, yeah. the. Who's in the top ten? Let's put them all in the in our conference. That's what I want. Yeah, like if it's going to be the East, right? Like, really, like so. Who, who would we? Well, I guess like Buffalo, New England, Jets. I mean, they're all on the East. That's actually quite well done. But if you mm -hmm. added like. You know, um, you know the Jags or whatever. I don't know. I think it's kind of good. I I really was a fan of when they realigned it last time. Like the Colts were in our division, and there were some really weird ones. Like the Arizona Cardinals were in the NFC East. Like it was mm. bizarre because they used to be St. Louis, and even that is not is not all that. You know, it's, that's not appropriate either. But I, I liked what they did. I think it's pretty good right now. They just had to honor some of those rivalries. Like, they didn't want to take away some of the really good rivalries like Dallas and the Eagles and Giants and Skins or, or now the Commanders. They didn't want to do that. So they had to, like, kind of just – there was a few of instances where they said the rivalry itself supersedes the alignment you know what i mean so i i don't know i think they did a pretty good job overall i i like the divisions the way they are i think so one more thing on the bad weather and the rain how about that kick from legatron 57 yard kick with like 20 yards to spare that was stupid in the rain <laughs> he looked like he was Impressive. kicking in denver i trust that dude from anywhere on the field holy hell that was awesome uh, Mumtaz comes in. Mumtaz says, we should double team Jefferson with Sauce and Joyner, put Reed on Thielen, put Michael Carter on Hawkinson. Either way, can't let Jefferson beat us. I think it's a successful game if Jefferson is held to like 70 yards and a touchdown. I Like as much as that's like a good stat line for any wide receiver, like that's holding him in check. There's a lot of weapons on that team. I would say regardless of, of who you put on Jefferson, he should have safety help over the top. The guy can catch anything thrown his way. Um, I would trust man on everyone else except for Jefferson. Matt, your thoughts on how the Jets are going to defend this offense? Yeah, I don't think they're going to like, I've seen a lot of, oh, like Sauce is going to shadow Jefferson, and I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you need whatever side um, Jefferson's on. I think you have safety help over the top that way uh he's just that good of a player so um i don't necessarily think it's going to be like oh it's going to be sauce shadowing that they'll stay on their normal sides and they'll just kind of shift the safety help depending on where he's lining up in the formation green bean what about you how do you think the jets uh handle this vikings offense yeah i, I actually agree with matt i, I don't think it's going to be that cut and dry i think it should 
Honestly, I would rather just see Sauce locked down on Jefferson. But Jefferson's so good, man. Like, you know what? Let me – I'll share this with you guys because it's, it's in my head and uh, it's always good to vent with friends and trusted cohort. <laughs> I'm nervous about the Sauce Gardner style of play. I have been mm. since the beginning. Now, he's done a great job. I'm, I'm just uber impressed with this guy. But we saw the call last week, you know, um, and I'm afraid that against a receiver like like Jefferson, if Sauce is on him all day, it could be one of those battles where, like, Sauce Gardner starts to get handsy, and I would really hate to see that happen. I'm just nervous about it. Now, do I think Sauce can play him? I do. I think Sauce is good enough to to line up on Jefferson. But ultimately, I think, I think Matt nailed it. I think they're going to – play the defense the way that they do and that sometimes that will mean that sauce is on Jefferson and sometimes it'll mean that he's not uh the good news is Reed's pretty pretty damn good too guys in our live chat we have a pinned comment at the top of live chat vote for all our pro bowl players vote for all the Jets let's get them in let's have a record year let's get all our guys we're gonna have the full starting team it's gonna be the whole 2022 Jets team as the starting offense that's what I want to see Guys, head over there. We also have a poll question in the live chat. We've got almost 400 votes. One of our uh, lovely subscribers asked us earlier, who is hotter, Mike White or Zach Wilson? Right now, Mike White is leading the way with 74% of the vote uh, on Zach Wilson. Uh, Sorry, Matt. Really? And You know what? what? I think Richie from Jets Media looks like Mike White. Richie. You're beating Zach Wilson right now. See? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Mike White's bad-looking fella, but next to Zach, really? Well, I don't know what he we're like, That's cookie-cutter, generic, regular guy. I've seen a Who's million of him at Rose. Mike White no, has uh, aged White. like fine wine. Yeah, right. Matt. Zach Wilson is too green. Too, uh... uh <laughs> if you tripped and fell over him at Roosevelt Field Mall, you'd have no idea who it was. I've seen a right, million of those right. guys. Right now, conversely, <laughs> I agree. I agree with Matt. Now, conversely, Zach is stunning. You know what I mean? He's stunning, bro. Yeah. Let's be real here. What are you guys doing? What the fuck? They're voting for who they want to see win. Like that's what they can't help it. Exactly. They can't now I want to. I want to see. Uh, there was that whole Twitter thing of like uh, right. that all the starting quarterbacks with the the girl filter on to see like what they would look like. Zach Wilson. Uh, halfway decent looking girl mike white i don't know if it necessarily goes the same way uh the other way around but mike white that's my vote and i'm sticking with it uh andrew yale says team loves mike post game reminds me of team with fits yeah it does seem like there's a little bit of chemistry going right there definitely love that Dylan Grace says, say White goes three and three the rest of the season. He loses the last three starting with Jacksonville really badly, wins the first three. We sneak into the playoffs. Are you guys going with White in the wild card? If we get to the wild card because of Mike White, yes, I would go with Mike White. If he still if he goes on like, I mean, if he looks abysmal for three straight games and we back our way in, um, you know, I think it depends on the context of those losses for me. Like, if we lose because the defense blew a coverage and it was a late touchdown and White looked all right, 
I, you know, I, I think you got to roll with him. Matt, what would you do? Yeah, it depends on how he plays in those three losses. Um, if he's the reason why they're losing those games and they're putting up like 10 points or something like averaging 10 points and he has like, I don't know, let's say six picks in those final three games, then I, I think you'd probably make the switch then. But if they're just losing tight games, then no, I think it's really contingent on how he plays here. Greenbean, what about you? If White goes three and three, losing the final three games of the season, are you pulling mm. the plug? Losing the final three, I mean, obviously the scenario would have to apply, right? Like if we're if they're 34, 31 losses and the defense is just unable to stop anybody, that kind of thing, that's a different kind of loss than, you know, uh 10 to 3 with two yards in the second half kind of shit. You know what I mean? Uh I don't know. I would have to wait and see what it looks like. Um, the one thing I will say is that if Mike White gets us there, I'm probably inclined. I wouldn't want to see Zach Wilson's first game back be in the playoffs. That's a little spooky to me. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put that. Uh, Jets NY says, nice to crunch numbers for playoffs and not draft order. Yeah, man, I, I was doing the uh, the Monday show yesterday, and I usually have my little graphic around this time of year, and we're looking at the draft order, and I put up the playoff order, and I was like, man, this is weird. <laughs> Ever since I've been doing this channel, we have stunk. So it's nice not uh, talking about that. Um, JT Nickerson, thank you so much for becoming a member of the channel. Members that are hanging out with us tonight, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat. Show JT what kind of emojis he's got. It's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. Um, Gunjo0869 says, almost 900 viewers hit the like button. Yeah, we got 442 right. people uh, that have hit the like button already. Hit that like button for every 25 Likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway that's going to happen in like five minutes. So you got to hit the like button right now uh, if you want to be qualified. And if you're listening to the show after the fact, make sure you hit the like button anyway because you want to help out us. Uh, but just leave a comment on the video down below and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Uh, Brian Bogan says, have you seen the wink? Mike White's hotter. Yeah, dude, the, the ESPN tweet with the wink playing i want to be like mike uh got a big old chubby from watching that i must have watched it on repeat like over and over again it was actually the intro for my five takeaway video uh this past week and like becca was asking me what i was doing because i shot the beginning part of that like dancing <laughs> a bunch of times and i just had it on repeat like i probably i was probably like 300 of the views that that video has right now i absolutely love it so brian i'm i'm on board I think you are absolutely correct. Uh, Chris Style, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, no comment attached to it that I can see, so I'll just say uh, thank you. It is what it is. Uh, Ramani AD, he comes in, he says... Uh, stranger than fiction, in the past 21 years, over 60 quarterbacks have been drafted in the first round. Only five have won a Super Bowl. Two were Eli. Two were BB. Who's BB? Big Ben. Big ben. Ah, Big Ben. That See, that throws me off. That um, should be <laughs> BR. Uh, one Peyton Manning. One Aaron Rodgers. One 
Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. I am just saying, Mike White has a chance. Let's effing go. Yeah, right. Like, I, 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 he's got a shot. He's got a shot. Like, yeah, when you, when you talk about eliminating, say, Brady and the two Manning brothers, like, that frees up like 10 Super Bowls (laughs) in the last 20 years. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So uh, it's it's weird. This last stretch of years has been such a skewing towards those particular quarterbacks. I think the interesting stat is one that they showed during our game against the Bears, and it was something along the lines of like running quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls, and Russell Wilson was the most running quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and he had like 60 rushes in the season that he did it. And like Justin Fields has some insane amount of rushes already. So they were talking about that and with uh, Lamar Jackson possibly looking for a bunch of money. Um, you know, can you win with those guys? And is it worth paying the kind of money you're going to have to pay for a running quarterback that hasn't really proven to be able to win a Super Bowl? Now, it is more of a newer phenomenon now. So I do think you're going to see more mobile quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Um, but you saw guys like Cam Newton make it. And, uh, you know, I think it's possible. I don't know. It's interesting. Interesting stuff. Thanks so much, Romani. Uh, Chris Style, thank you again for uh, another dollar super chat. I'm assuming you probably don't know how to put a comment with it. If you leave a comment in the chat and I see it before we end this thing, uh, I'll throw it on screen. So don't worry about super chat and just throw it up there. Uh, RJ McPot says, Max Mitchell got three big tests ahead of him. Love you guys. Yeah, I think the uh, he's got what? Daniil Hunter... He's got Von Miller possibly coming back. And then the Lions would be Aiden Hutchinson. So it's going to be a, a little bit of a test here for our offensive line, but I don't think it's anything they can't handle. Matt, you think uh, Max Mitchell has this on lock? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he's really he's really impressed me. Um, I, I Obviously, there's been other rookies who have been more dominant, but my expectations were him for him were probably the, the lowest, and he's exceeded tremendously where I thought he would be. So, yes. Uh, JT Nickerson says, does this team have a running back problem next year? No, because Brees Hall's coming back. Even if he has the ACL injury and it takes him a little bit longer to get back, I wanted Mike White to be, or uh, not Mike White, sorry. I wanted uh, Michael Carter to be our starter anyway before we drafted Brees Hall. So I'm fine with Michael Carter holding the reins even yeah, for yeah. the first you know quarter of the season, whatever it may be. And then you look at our backups. Bam Knight, if he has to be the third back, mm-hmm. cool. Ty Johnson, third back, all right. Brian Robinson comes back, third back, okay. I don't think we have a, a running back problem at all. Greenbean, what say you? Dude, as long as Ty Johnson gets the ball more, I'm okay. That's all I really want. <laughs> I've flipped my script on him and Joyner. I have enjoyed oh, – yeah. I, I can see why the team likes Ty Johnson. It's the the flub-ups, like the three dropped passes against Jacksonville. That sort of stuff, I, that stuck with me, I think, yeah. more than any of his good mm-hmm. stuff did. And I think that might be a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Well, totally. I mean, that's the thing with him. It's like, you know, he, not only that, it's like when he's in pass protection, he gets positively steamrolled, you know, and, and he's fumbled the ball. So it's like when – and we've said this, man. I, I know. I We've said it more than once. When he has the ball in his hands, he has a lot of potential to be like electric is the word that I always use. But the negatives kind of have outweighed. You know, like it just makes it so you don't you know you you can't count on him. You feel nervous. But I do understand why they they like his potential. 
And if he can continue to do what he did the other day, I mean, that was fantastic, man. He had a 12.4-yard average, and he had uh, that really important uh, you know, reception for a, for a big first. So I, I'm all over it. And I think, um, you know, just like you said, I was okay with Michael Carter being the starter, the lead back as well. I did want to see him paired with someone, but I was thinking like Rashad White in the fourth round, who's doing fantastic, by the way. Um, I was thinking like going that route as opposed to bringing in like a premier back in front of him. But either way, I mean, I trust Michael Carter. I think he's a fantastic ball player. Uh, both in the passing game and in the running game. I think uh, uh, having Brees, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Bam, and if 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 Ty Johnson's in the mix, like I think we have a great bunch of guys to choose from. Guys, make sure you hit that like button. We're going to be picking some qualifiers here. Green Bean, make sure you got all your qualifiers picked out. Matt, can you head to last week's video? Let's pick out f- five qualifiers uh, for our T-shirt giveaway. I'm going to head over to the Twitter sphere. See what's going on over there. Mario Jets fan says, which Jets wide receiver would you start in fantasy this week at Minnesota? Hopefully, uh, thankful for all the content, boys. Uh, So I would start, if I had to pick one, I mean, I don't know how you don't start Garrett Wilson after having the two touchdowns and the connections that him and White had. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know how the Vikings are going to play us. I would say it's got to be him or Elijah Moore. I would go Garrett Wilson. Matt, your thoughts. Garrett, over the last four weeks, he's on pace for like 1,300 receiving yards. He's been on fire. Absolutely wild. Love it. Um, Red John says, you called James Robinson, Brian Robinson, three times, LOL, Green Bean. Um, Me? No. No, I think I called him. I think I did it. I think he's just laughing at you. I think. Oh. oh he says LOLGN. Good night. He says LOLGN. Oh, maybe it is Green Bean. Yeah. May- I, I could have sworn I flubbed it up. <laughs> maybe I just said That's Robinson. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've had a you few know what's funny? I heard you say Brian Robinson, too. And it, it actually made its way into my almost head. my consciousness. <laughs> like Almost. But I heard it once, at least. Uh, I don't know. My uh, My brain's cooked. Uh, Chris Styles yeah, totally. we talk a lot, earlier, man, right? We talk had a, a lot. super chat. Sorry, had had another super chat. Uh, he says Elijah Moore is the wide receiver he'd take. Uh, he also said the Jets have a win now team, no time for games. So he's talking about either switching back to Zach Wilson or what you think you're you're going to wind up doing as far as our uh, I guess decision making goes. Yeah, look, there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> J-E-T-S. Brian Robinson, James That's Robinson, been- Baskin Robinson. Who cares? <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great comment, dude. I just saw that. That's that was awesome. top tier. I enjoyed that one. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. But yeah. All right. Let's let's do a little Rochambeau. Matt, who you got for our qualifiers? Okay. First up, we'll go with Beth Page Chris. Um, okay. Then we'll go Mark Ferraro, 841. 841. Okay. Stephen Craig, 3169. Sorry, what was the number? 3169? Yep. Oh, good. Uh, right. William Pineda. 
All right. And we'll go Billy D78. That, that that's Twitter, right? Is that what you're doing, Matt? He's doing no, uh, last changed, stream. Yeah, they oh, changed okay. on YouTube. It's all ats now, so it looks different. I was yeah. As well. What I got to learn? There's a whole bunch of new shit. Even the URLs. I was trying to teach. I teach a, a YouTube class to, to to little kids, mm -hmm. and yesterday was oh, the last great. class. And I was trying to I was trying to get them to like subscribe to each other's channels, and I was telling and like all the URLs were fucking weird, like with ats, and I'm like, what is this? I don't know what the hell's going on. I know they added the tags. I think I think we can now get tagged in like other people's videos. Like I think like let's say someone tagged me in Matt's video in a comment. I think I would get a notification now. I don't think it's happened to me yet. Um, I like it though. I think it's a good thing. Discoverability, it's important. Green Bean, I got some names for you from the Twitter sphere. Let's go, Mike White. All right, S Z N. Got to do that right. Had to pick that one. Yeah, totally. We're going to go Zach Hunko because of our uh, our poll question. We're going to go Anthony yeah, Cook. Zach's a hunk of burning love. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Anthony Cook. <laughs> yeah. Let's go Nick Dalbora. Uh, who else? Let's go Daniel Murphy. Go Daniel Murphy on there. It's good to get a little Irish guy to wrap it up. You know what I mean? Right. Now, yeah, I'm going well, uh, to do one more in the chat. So let's see what Nightbot picks. Here we go. Ooh. And who is it? I hope it's Green Bean. Oh, balls be hurting. He already won. <laughs> balls be hurting. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, he's already in the mix. Let's see. Who I hope on, he gets Nightbot. it. Yeah, me too. I'm rooting for balls be hurting. Let's see. Let's let's make it John. There it is. Holy shit, it's John. That's awesome. John actually <laughs> Oh, no. Hey. That's great. He actually asked, like, hey, man, get me in the mix. I said, I'm trying. That's great, dude. Perfect. Okay. All right. We're ready. I love it. All right. Let's do a little odds or evens here. Three, two, one. Seven. Oh, yeah, seven. Math is hard. Mikey Mouse, you're out. Better call Saul is gone. Twisted is out. Jingle Dubs, you're out. Junior Aquino is gone. Zach is gone. Uh, balls be hurting, you're out. Sorry. No! I know. Bullshit. <laughs> Jets Gang is out. Steve Larson is out. Jets 830 is out. John. You're out. That was quick. Uh, <laughs> Mark, Fer sorry, Mark Ferraro, William Pineda. Uh, let's see here. Will Mike White season is gone. Anthony uh, Cook is gone. And the Mick, Daniel Murphy is gone. There he goes. That's ridiculous. All right, okay. boys. Three, two, one. That's Nate. Ooh, even. Okay, Joe S., you're out. Zaz, you're out. 46 Flashlights is out. Kevy Lower, you're out. Italian Loving the Irish is out. Stephen Craig, you're gone. Uh, Zach Hunko is out. It's okay. because Mike White's better. That's right. 
All right, we still we got finished with 73% for Mike White, by the way. That's incredible. Bullshit. I just can't believe. It's bullshit, Matt, right? Isn't it? <laughs> I think I skewed the results. Yeah, only 27% have taste? What is this? <laughs> That's generally the case. It's generally the case. The, the masses are usually wrong. Like, whatever is popular, I usually don't like it anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Eight. All right. Jin Pak, you're out. He's in there every week. He just can't seem to win. Uh, Kyron is out. Beth Page, Chris, you're gone. And Nick Del Boro is out. We are down to four, guys. Ooh. All right. Three, two, one. That's another eight. We got three eights in a row. W, you're gone. Billy D is gone. We're down to Dio and Eric Craig. That's it. That's all we got. Chat, give us a number. Three, two, one. That's a five. Mike White, baby. Did the chat give a number? 5,698 plus five is 5,703. That is an odd number. Dio, you're the winner. Sorry, Eric. Eric Craig is out. Dio, you're the winner. <laughs> Dude, reach out to me on one of my social media platforms. Let me get your information. Let's send you a shirt. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun flying with you guys tonight. Let's go around and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any words for our panel? Yep, I'm going to do it again. Let's hang out right after this. 10.30 p.m. on Green Bean Jets Fan. We'll do a little after hours love fest. Uh, we usually hang out for an hour or two, just chit-chatting about stuff. So you can do that. Come over and hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Matt, any last words for our panel? New episode of Just Jets drops tomorrow, 8 a.m. Get it while it's hot. And uh, Jets are getting the dub in Minnesota. How about that? Let's go. Let's take these Twin Cities down. Boys and girls, thank you so much for flying with us tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. G-E-T-S.